Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Young. Good as always to have you with us on today's show. Smart TVs, once considered a luxury, now have become the standard in Chinese households. These internet-enabled televisions connect to your favorite streaming platforms with a click, and more recent models come equipped with features like voice control and smart home record or smart home integration. On the flip side, though. Traditional cable TV has been witnessing a steady decline in subscribers for over a decade, as consumers increasingly shift towards streaming services. In our exploration of TV viewing services, we delve into the areas that need improvement. Can a new industry standard address all these concerns? Perhaps not entirely, but it's a discussion worth having. And we take a look at the energizing trend of morning workouts. Discover why more young individuals. Individuals in this country are waking up early for morning workouts, and how it's becoming a transformative ritual in their lives. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi and Ding Hung in the studio. First on today's show. All the new bells and whistles of smart TV come with concerns about extended boot times, lengthy advertisements, amongst others. Even the Good old-fashioned cable TV, yeah, remember that, are plagued with such issues too. Recently, China has rolled out new industry standards to address these issues. The aim of this initiative is to improve user experience. Guaranteeing a smoother and more seamless cable television viewing experience, but cord cutting is real. Since 2016, China has witnessed a reduction of at least a quarter of its cable TV subscribers. Today, approximately 150 million households continue to pay for cable services. So, guys, there's a lot of impact. What new issues does this new TV industry standard set out to address? Well, first of all, regarding the slow boot and the long boot as problem that you just mentioned, I think China's National Radio and Television Administration has recently released new industry standards for broadcast television and online audiovisual services. It said that cable TV terminals should offer two boot mode options: one to boot into full screen live broadcast, and the other to boot into an interactive homepage showcasing live channels, and also the default. Default system setting is specified to booting into full screen live broadcast. I think this move is mainly to make sure users can access to live channels in a quicker and more convenient way. And meantime, there are other specific requirements to navigate to make sure users to navigate TV more easily. For example, the boot time of set top boxes should not exceed 35 seconds. And also, cable TV. Operators are required to ensure that interfaces for live, time shifting, replay, on-demand content, or any other cable TV services are simple, user-friendly. And offer convenient and sweet op operation,、mm. and also it also specified the response time of program playback on internet TV terminals with a bandwidth at least 100 megabits per second. So、mm. all in all, I think these measures are basically to make sure that users can use cable TV services in a more convenient and easier way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just to offer a quick footnote to the glossary, boot time is the time that passes from the 
moment the power is turned on until the device is ready to be used when you turn on your television set in this context. Yes, so Ding Hung, um, does this ring a bell to you? You know, do you find that turning on the TV these days can be a headache, especially, let's say, for the older demographic. The minute it's on, it's a screen that looks like a computer. And that's like a immediate turnoff for some of the older folks. Yeah, that's indeed a big headache and even a hassle to many degree to uh, not necessarily to the elderly generation. Yes, only, I'm sorry. But I, I think I just to... made a little bit of an ageism <laughs> remark there. I, I do yeah, apologize. But I guess to every age cohorts, that's... For for somebody who hates hassle, they hate it anyway. So if you turn a TV set into a devices that looks like and operates just like a computer, I don't think um, con- consumers and customers will find it uh, very comfortable. And so that's 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 exactly why I think this latest the new regulation we are talking about here is trying to establish a kind of um, uh, normative, you know, uh, standards for cable TV services mm. or featured, featuring, say, clear guidance and enforceability. And some, you know, uh, film or TV industry researchers, academics say it has the potential, the regulation has the potential to somehow significantly streamline users' uh, TV boot page, eliminating those excessive commercials mm. and ultimately enhancing the user experience. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if these uh, so-called traditional cable TV services provider do not do something to salvage themselves, mm. then we're talking about an industry that is totally... You know? On the demise. Um, or <laughs> yeah, that's the bigger, that's yeah. the mega trend. That's yeah. for sure. And it's not just in China, it's in the US and all over the place. But also, maybe if you would allow me to have a bone to pick here right before the show when we were, well, actually, this was when we were preparing for the material. Lee and I had a little chat. And um, you brought up this notion that 35 seconds just to wait for boot time as a threshold is super long. (laughs) I'm not sure if you're um, that, okay, if you're into the nitty gritty of the um, radio professional uh, handbook, then let's say it's one, two, three, three seconds of silence on radio is dead to us, you know? Yes, yes. So just imagine this, 35 seconds of adverts on a TV, and that's the limit to what this, uh, yeah, what this new guideline has uh, stipulated, then that's quite generous, isn't it? Yeah, but what if I told you what if I tell you that the advertisement time could be even longer uh. before the standard? Because according to the majority of uh, customers or viewers of cable TV services, usually they have to wait for more than 40 seconds or even one minute to get into the content that they are super into, that they are really want to get into. You know, from the opening to the like uh, selecting the channels, because I mean, long boot time is one thing. Uh, the other thing is that 
the homepage is like increasingly complicated,、yes. excessively complicated. I mean, I don't know about you, but I super miss the time when I just open the TV and I can get into the live channels immediately, and I can just switch the channels, and then I can quickly, you know, turn to the content that I would like to watch.、Yeah. But now, when you look at those cable TV services or set-top boxes,、mm-hmm. they usually have very complicated homepages, which、yep. could be divided into like at least five segments, and with like a number of buttons. For each one seg- segment, and can can just access to different channels and different content. So I think、uh, with the latest industry、uh, standard, I think maybe it could be like easier compared than before for users、right. to navigate TV services. See, this is the part I don't really understand because my mom also had exactly the same complaint to what Li Yi just said. Now, I want to watch TV, so the minute when I turn it on, I want it to be TV programs. I don't want it to be commercials. And another thing is, you both of you, we all mentioned the homepage or the interface. That's the first thing that turns up after the lengthy boot time commercial. And why is it designed into a maze? Because that's not inviting. Okay, this is just you know a question off the top of my head. Do you think this is poor design, or is there actually some some consideration that went into it and?、Um, Does it? Yeah. Why is it such a hassle? <laughs> the minute when you turn it on. Yeah, I guess initially the designers want to provide these、uh, potential or real TV viewers with more options. That's for sure. I think this kind of services began to appear in the markets. In my memory, it was back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, back in the days when I was a、uh, college college student. I guess, but. I feel like back then, when I、uh, looked at, looked at those new emerging, you know, interactive homepages on TV sets, I feel like, whoa, that's really cool. I I had more access to more options. But later on, I feel like,、uh, yeah, I feel like my my、You're- right to directly access to the live. To the live channel、mm-hmm. is being restricted, and that's cr- that's very troublesome. So I guess, yeah. And nowadays we are talking about many many sources of content on TV sets, right? One, for example, local cable television services, the so-called IPTV, Internet Protocol、mm-hmm. Television Services, transmitted by local telecom operators, and smart TVs, right? Smart TV、uh, usually does not.、Uh, Account into this category, but viewers can access a vast array of internet programs through on-demand services on smart TV. So,、uh, people's demand are diversifying nowadays. But really, I think a a widespread complaint is is really cable services are not convenient enough. Many many major challenges for cable viewers right now. Mm. I think that may also have something to do with consumers' expectation towards different TV services. I mean, when you think about those home pages or interfaces of those streaming video apps, I mean, they are also equally complicated. But you don't really have like concern or complaints about that because you just naturally believe that those streaming apps should provide as much. 
various content as possible to you. But then when it comes to cable TV, I mean, for decades, we have been used to the fact that for cable TV, we just want to watch live channels and we want to get into that live channel as quick as possible. Mm. So when those cable TV search services are trying to say, compete with streaming services and also like equally providing a, a variety of content and trying to also make their home pages more complicated so maybe users don't really get used to that you know mm. yes and also there is this notion of if you go to any one app it's going to be another interface yeah. of complicated features and once you get get into any one of those features and then it's just another uh I wouldn't say Pandora's box, but it's just complication on top of complication. And you kind of get confused. Which one did I am I on right now? And it is certainly one of these um, new developments in TV that um, any customer needs to get used to. Otherwise, well, then just you know, join the club of feeling overwhelmed. Uh, with this new TV industry guideline, um, do you think it is going to be sufficient in curbing a lot of these complaints out there? Because this is like everyday um, TV viewing habits, as well as um, for some people, maybe we say we don't watch TV anymore, but you're still consuming video content. It's just you either go to streaming or maybe you're projecting what you're watching on your smartphone onto a TV screen or somebody goes, you know, go mm. big or go home like Ding Hong has a whole wall as the projector <laughs> to watch all this amazing content that you've created yourself that you can consume on demand. Yeah, so I think ultimately all these questions you raised comes down to a a, a key question regarding what what kind of um, TV services you know customers are 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 looking for nowadays. You know, obviously uh, customers are looking for a type of services that is not too complicated to to operate. That's the most basic requirement. I think any other. Requirements should be built upon that. Sometimes I feel like the key question here is somehow not about what the customers want, but rather it's about what they don't don't want, right? Because <laughs> I like obviously, that angle. Yeah, what they don't want this. are operational hassles, endless commercials, and super super long boot time. That's for sure. This mm -hmm. is the case for any generation. So. I guess um, as for to what extent this kind of uh, this latest regulation we are talking about will help um, boost or sustain those traditional cable TV services, I think that's actually a pretty difficult question to answer because, um, yeah, like you said earlier, we mentioned it before the show kicked off. Uh, in the case of my home, we actually quitted our access to uh, cable TV services many, many years ago, at least five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we have... Um, but so I guess for the elderly people, including, uh, say, my personal observation of my parents' home, they have largely maintained their access to those 
、um, cable TV services. But over the long term, I feel like their viewing habits、um, is. Is changing as well、mm. with these new smart devices like iPad, etc., etc. So somehow I feel like this latest regulation will only slow down the loss of cable TV services users, but fundamentally it will not turn the tide. Ah,、oh. well, what do you <laughs> think then, Li Yi? Well, I sort of agree with Ding Hong here because I feel like、uh, to provide convenience for users to navigate. Cable TV services is one way to sustain users, but I think more importantly, it's not really the fundamental reason that more people are switching to streaming services or other kind of services. I mean.、Um, More than ever, I think people are turning to those newer platforms because of they have original content, like a great variety of content being offered by those streaming platforms instead of like cable TV, and also. Flexibility is like a big reason that people will just opt for streaming services.、Um, you don't really have to wait for the TV channels to provide the content for you, and you can just、uh, order or select something you want whenever you want to watch.、Mm. So that's like a big advantage of streaming services, and that's something that maybe this new regulation or any other kind of effort to make. Navigation of services easier can't really compete with. So I think fundamental, fundamentally, if we want to promote the usage of cable TV services, maybe to consider who are the targeted audience of those services.、Yeah. Like Ding Hong said, maybe elderly people or people living <laughs> in regions、uh, with poor internet connectivity can also like rely on stable cable TV services because it's more reliable compared to internet some somehow.、Mm. So maybe. Be to maybe perfecting、uh, cable infrastructure and to make sure they have like、uh, enough equipment to enjoy to to access to cable TV services can also be like a more strategic approaches. Yeah, and whatever the strategy the traditional cable providers are coming up with, they should. Sort of scramble and roll it out fast, like what we're seeing now with、mm. this new standard. Because once that cable cutter has decided to commit, they're gone forever. Like Ding Hong's not coming back, right? <laughs> yeah, not in the not in the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, I, I'm still paying for the monthly subscriptions. Actually,、uh, actually, my mom pays for a、mm. whole year at a go. And、um, I think for traditional cable TV, they have their obvious advantages. Although those obvious advantages might be on a shaky ground right now. But okay, so here's the argument: live sports. Um, live events,、yeah. especially. I mean, this is unfortunate when there's、um, a war going on or some major event that's unfolding in front of our very eyes, and people want to catch it by the minute and second. And that's when TV ratings shoot up,、mm. and、uh, that's also the time to prove that TV has its relevance. But increasingly, with Live、uh, with social media and a lot of the live event events moving online as well. Then,、uh, yeah, I guess there's an argument 
to yeah. to be made here. Yeah, actually, in this regard, we can look at some、uh, figures. Actually, it's about the U.S. situation because a recent U.S. TV trend report shows that although streaming has now become the absolute, you know, dominant video source in smart TV homes in America, there are actually two programming genres that are still predominant in cable or satellite. Homes. One is news, like you mentioned. According to the、um, census, some some eighty one point eight percent of American TV viewers watch、uh, news on cable or satellite TVs. And and with regard to sporting events,、uh, more than six seventy six percent of U.S. TV viewers watch sports on cable or satellite TV. So. Yeah, there is certainly to a point,、uh, to a point there. I guess、um, somehow it reminds me of the scenario in the, you know, in the retail sector. You know, it is very similar to the situation in the retail industry where, say, e-commerce and live streaming e-commerce have dealt a fundamental blow to those traditional brick and mortar, you know. Stores, shopping centers,、yes. right? But those traditional shopping centers, shopping malls, will now die altogether. They still have a lot of value, right? It's um,、uh, it's it's a similar、uh, rule over there, I guess. But so, <laughs> yes, that that's true to a certain extent. But you also need to prove you are the best of the best, or there's a special reason that、mm. lures people to act, the, the the foot traffic. Otherwise, yeah, only, well, yeah. yeah, it's difficult. Only the best will survive.、Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. But then,、um, I mean, when talking about the rise of、uh, usage of streaming services, I'm sure like there are like a lot of people who experience the same frustration or exhaustion by the number of subscription services you have to pay for regularly out there. I mean, that's even a term to describe this、mm -hmm. fatigue called subscription fatigue. So、yes. basically, that means, especially when the when the market has offered you a great variety of streaming services, and they have offered like like various packages and different fees structures, you just feel overwhelmed, and you feel like also exhausted by like managing those、mm. apps regularly. So I think that's also one big concern for streaming service users right now, especially when you look at those price hike after price hike. Uh, offered by those streaming services, so deep down in my heart, I still hope that there could be like a universal platform that could just offer easy and convenient services, so that users can really navigate all those on-demand content in a more efficient and easier-friendly way.、Mm. Yeah, like I I share the sentiment, but also I hate any type of monopoly. So you know, these two are. Kind、yeah. of at at at、uh, loggerheads. These two ideas. Yeah, they、yeah. different. They represent different, you know, corporate interests. That's、yeah. the reality.、But、so so now it's kind of like you know, with every app, every icon that you have、um, individual subscription to, that's just you know, an analogy to be made here would be like one channel.、Uh, so in the past, like you know, with cable, you have like a, let's say a hundred channels that you can go、mm -hmm. to. 
But, you know, with the apps, then it's like you're paying for this app, not that one. Then, you know, you have one channel that you can yes. go to. But but we all know mm. um, we like to go to different shows instead of a particular app. Well, for some electric consumers, and that becomes mm. a little bit of an issue. And you have something you want to share with us, Ding Hong. Yeah, I think my final thought is that, you know, against the backdrop of Uh, the rise of these uh, streaming services. I, I guess those, ta- uh, those cable TV uh, providers, they are also embracing these uh, tech changes, right? For, for example, they are also trying to incorporate 5G and cloud computer into their daily operation. But so far, it looks uh, there is no significant change in terms of this mega trend where they are losing uh, users. But I feel like this latest regulation we are talking about here is a very good thing in that it is aiming to drive cable TV services back to its originality. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes when we talk about, oh, how can you adapt to new changes, the best way is actually to be the best state of yourself rather than you know, catering to the to the mega trend. Be yourself. We are getting philosophical here. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ding Hong. And also, I wonder, you know, we always say, oh, with the internet, with all these uh, streaming apps and various options out there, we have so many choices. But now, in uh, this is December 2022, I honestly question, Do we have more options? How come it's like when I review this year, there's still only three shows that I'm truly dedicated to. So yeah, is I think good content is always king. And whether you're binge watching your favorite series or navigating the channels of life, whether you're diving into the depths of streaming or keeping it classic with cable, the magic of television lies in its ability to connect with us. Always remember that the remote is in your hands. Next. Come on.